Welcome to True Crime Mysteries, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart of the world's most gripping true crime stories. I'm your host, Megan, and I've spent years researching, investigating, and seeking the truth in dark corners where most people dare not look. Each week, we'll delve into a new case, peeling back layers of mystery, law, and human behavior. Together, we'll explore the intricate webs woven by those who break society's most sacred laws. We'll cover cold cases, missing persons, and recently uncovered serial killers, and instances where DNA has identified a killer. Join us as we journey back in the past, bring decade-old cases to life, and explore the dark, tragic, and inexplicable. And maybe find a light of justice at the end of the tunnel. This is True Crime Mysteries. Today we're discussing three more recently solved cold cases. Let's get into it. Number 3. Casey Lee Johnson 27-year-old Casey Lee Johnson was described by her partner, Bella Berdinsky, as a sweet and caring person. Bella and Casey were in a relationship and bonded over their transgender identities. Casey worked at a Domino's Pizza in Wilmington, North Carolina, and was by all accounts a valued member of the team. When not working, Casey loved nothing more than to kick back and watch anime on the sofa. In January 2023, Casey disappeared without a trace. Months later, the disturbing truth would finally surface. January 13th, 2023 started as a typical day for Casey and Bella. The two went to work, came home, and readied themselves for a night of anime. At some point that evening, Casey announced that she needed to leave their home in the 1900 block of Trad Court. Casey assured Bella that she'd be gone for an hour, but she never returned. When an hour had passed, Bella started calling Casey, but there was never any answer. I just wish I were a sucker from going out that door that day. If I could go back in time and stop that from happening, I would. Worried, Bella took to the streets of Wilmington to look for her partner. They even began searching in the woods near their home, hoping to find any sign of Casey. Casey's social media was scrutinized, but there was never any activity. Bella eventually reported her partner missing to the Wilmington Police Department, and the search for Casey began. Casey's family was also notified of her disappearance. The LGBTQ community of Wilmington banded together and held vigils for Casey's safe return. On January 18, 2023, investigators in Georgia were called to the discovery of a body on the banks of the Savannah River near Sugar Refinery. The body showed signs of brutality, and investigators were desperate to uncover the victim's identity. According to reports, it took until April 2023 for the remains to be positively identified as missing 27-year-old Casey Lee Johnson. Months before Casey's remains were discovered, the Wilmington Police Department named a suspect in her disappearance, 26-year-old William Haven Hicks. Investigators believe that William and Casey met on a social media, possibly a dating app, and met on January 13th. Williams was arrested in South Carolina and was being extradited to North Carolina. It is alleged that Casey was held hostage by William and taken to another location before being beaten to death with a hammer. William also stole her purse, ID, and $100 in cash. The Wilmington Police Department noted that William transported her from one place to another, held her hostage for ransom in involuntary servitude, 
caused serious bodily harm and terrorized her. William Haven Hicks is currently in custody and is facing charges of first-degree murder, robbery with a dangerous weapon, and kidnapping. The case is due to be presented to a grand jury in the coming weeks. Casey's sister, Amber, has created a GoFundMe to help with funeral expenses for Casey. Number 2. Trent Pascal On October 21, 2020, 48-year-old Trent Pascal recorded a disturbing video that had been made for his daughter and stepson. I'm so sorry that I've done this. I want you to know that you mean everything to me. I love you too. I love you so much. I love you like you're my own. I didn't choose this. Your mom chose this. She's been cheating on me for a long time. There's an 18-year-old difference in her age. And I knew she was kind of too young. But I didn't. She's been playing me for a full. I told her not to mess with me, not to mess with my emotions. Don't play with me. I'm like, why me? My hair's a mess and I look horrible. Oh, sorry. Take these off. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't have better words right now. <laughs> I'm hurting so bad. In the video's final moments, Trent can be seen walking into the bathroom and getting into the shower. However, once the camera was off, Trent jumped out in front of his wife, 30-year-old Savannah Pascal, as she was walking into the master bedroom. He shot her several times, with two fatal shots being made to her abdomen. Savannah's children were still at school when the entire event unfolded, and Savannah's mother, who was also in the house, managed to escape without injury. Following the shooting, Trent fled their home in La Marquis, Texas, in his gray Chevrolet pickup truck. Savannah's mother ran into the home and called 911. When she arrived in the master bedroom, she found her daughter in a pool of blood. Savannah was taken to the nearest hospital, but she did not survive her injuries. According to reports, a neighbor overheard Trent on the phone with Savannah's aunt as he was fleeing the scene. During the call, Trent confessed to having murdered Savannah. We've been praying every day, and I mean, we're, we're, we're praying people, and we're praying for their family. Donald Riddick lives just across the street from Trent and Savannah Pascal. His children played with their children. Man, it's just, it's just a big surprise that, 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 to me. Riddick says he and his wife never saw the couple arguing. That is until the morning of October 21st. After the argument, Trent left and... Savannah had went to the neighbor's house to ask for help. Can't believe he, he would leave something like that telling his kids how he loved them. How can you love your kids if you're going to kill their mama? The Harris County Sheriff's Office was dispatched to the scene and additional officers were sent to track Trent down. Tips and leads were called in minutes after the shooting and police confronted Trent at a Walmart store on West Road on the I-45 North in Houston. Trent refused to lower his gun when confronted and even threatened to shoot responding officers. In response, Trent was shot several times in the leg, upper body, and arms in order to subdue him. Trent was arrested and taken to the nearest hospital for treatment. Doctors determined that his injuries were not life-threatening, and after spending weeks in the hospital, he was released into the custody of the Harris County Sheriff's Office in late 2020. Trent Pascal was extradited to the Galveston County where the murder occurred to face the courts. Disturbingly, Trent was released on a $450,000 bond with an additional 
$100,000 bail from the Harris County incident. Law enforcement was supposed to keep a close eye on Trent, but somehow he slipped through the cracks. He failed to show up to a court hearing in December 2020, which failed to raise any alarm bells. In February 2021, officers learned that Trent had picked up a traffic violation, but again, nothing was done. It wasn't until April 2021 when he failed to show up to court again that authorities realized something was wrong. Trent had been fitted with an ankle monitor that should have kept tabs on him, but Trent was one step ahead of the authorities. Trent had somehow managed to remove the ankle bracelet and went on the run. He visited a Chevrolet dealership during this trip and asked to test drive a Chevy Tahoe. Instead of returning the car, Trent held the salesman at knife point and stole the vehicle. Trent's movements between April 2021 and December 2021 are unknown, and a nationwide manhunt was underway. The U.S. Marshals covered Texas with Trent's wanted photos, hoping that someone had seen him around, but he was long gone. For months, investigators felt that Trent was slipping out of their hands. Then, in December 2021, they received the call they'd been waiting for. A witness called the U.S. Marshals to tell them that they'd seen Trent Pascal living in a van at the Holiday Travel Park in Ocala, Florida. On December 31, 2021, local authorities cautiously approached the van Trent lived in. They gently knocked on the door, identifying themselves and asking Trent to come out. Moments later, officers heard one gunshot ring out, accompanied by loud thud. When they made it inside the van, they found the body of Trent Pascal. Trent Pascal will never face justice for what he did, and Savannah's family is now left to pick up the pieces. Number 1. Todd Lampley The evening of February 27, 2011 felt like any other for 31-year-old Ted Lampley of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Todd, his girlfriend, and another male friend were relaxing at home and watching TV after a long day of work. At around 10 p.m., Todd's girlfriend stepped out of the room to make a phone call, and seconds later, Todd was shot through the living room window. The entire house descended into panic, with the residents running and ducking for cover. When the dust had settled slightly, they heard the sound of someone making a getaway in a car. Once Todd's girlfriend and the other residents determined it to be safe, they ran to Todd's side, but it was too late. The attacker had fired three shots at Todd, killing him almost instantly. Thankfully, no one else at the scene was injured, and the police were called to the scene. Emergency services confirmed that Todd was deceased, which upgraded the case to a homicide. Investigators immediately began combing through Todd's personal life, looking for anyone with a vendetta against him. At the crime scene, investigators found three spent shell casings, a black phone, and bizarrely enough, a sweet potato. Investigators were puzzled at the sweet potato's appearance at the crime scene but it was processed as evidence nonetheless. Investigators continued to dive into the case, but little clues materialized. No one came forward, and the news shocked everyone. Days after Todd's murder, the gun used in the crime was found in a pond near Ted's home. Whilst the gun matched the casings found at the scene, investigators found it difficult to track the owner. For weeks, the case went cold until forensic analysis took a closer look at the sweet potato found at the scene. Bizarrely, the sweet potato held a DNA profile and was discovered to have been used as a silencer. The DNA was sequenced and run through databases, and amazingly, 
it came up with a match, Deverus Hampton. At the time of the murder, Hampton was on tag or wearing an ankle bracelet, and investigators were able to utilize the GPS data to place Hampton at the crime scene. Investigators now had the mammoth task of retrieving a DNA sample from Hampton. Investigators carefully surveilled Hampton and were able to retrieve an item that he'd thrown away. The DNA sample was taken and investigators confirmed that Deverus Hampton was Todd Lampley's killer. Deverus Hampton was no stranger to local law enforcement, and in 2018 he had appeared before the courts charged with sexual assault of a child and another shooting that did not end in fatalities. Despite the solid DNA evidence against him, the Barnstable County courts and authorities had taken over 12 years to bring Hampton to justice. In early 2023, he was arrested for the murder of Todd Lampley, and the case against him is currently ongoing. The latest hearing was scheduled for April 5th, 2023. Although the outcome of this hearing is currently unknown, investigators would later discover that it wasn't the first time that a sweet potato had been used in commission of a crime. The hit TV show The Wire also used a sweet potato as a silencer, although it was unknown whether this inspired Hampton. Well, folks, we've reached the end of another gripping episode here on True Crime Mysteries. Thank you for joining me as we delve deep into the complexities of today's case. Before we go, let's not forget the human element in these stories. The victims, their families, and sometimes even the perpetrators are all part of a larger societal puzzle that we're trying to understand. While we explore these cases, It's crucial to remember the impact on real lives and communities. If you want to keep up with our weekly investigations, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are captivated by these stories as we are, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. Your support helps us bring more unsolved mysteries and untold stories to light. With that being said, stay curious, stay vigilant, and most importantly, stay safe. Until next week, good night.